Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Hello everyone, this is Chris Platty from the Strictly Hip Hop Podcast. Today's episode is a very, very important one. Perhaps one of the biggest album reviews I've ever done on this podcast, and that is the review of Chance's debut album, The Big Day. And on this podcast, my good friend Kyle Norse joins me to break down not only the positives and negatives and everything about this album, but also what this means for Chance, because I think this is a career-defining moment for him. I think this is something that when we look back at the history of Chance, we will always remember this moment uh, without spoiling too much of my thoughts on that. That's probably the best way I can put it. Also, some quick housekeeping while you're here. Please subscribe to the podcast if you haven't on Apple, Spotify, wherever, Stitcher, wherever you consume your podcast. Please subscribe there. Um, as always, if you're following me on Twitter or social media, at Real Chris Platty. Uh, give these posts a share when I when I post uh, when I post the link to the episode and also lastly I have some big news coming regarding the 200th episode that is approaching around the corner uh, I will bring that information to you as bet as soon as I can it will most likely come through Twitter or Instagram so once again make sure you're following me on Twitter and Instagram at real Chris Platty. That's D H R I S P L A T T E, and I know you know how to spell real. So, without further ado, I'm gonna throw it to the beat, and let's get this episode started. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Strictly Hip Hop, quickly approaching episode 200. As always, I'm your host Chris Platty and returning to the podcast for the second time and damn sure won't be the last is my guy Kyle North, aka Nordstradamus. How you doing, sir? Hell yeah. I'm living, I'm living, bro. How you? Good, man. Good. I got to get I I can't wait to talk to you about this one. This is the this is the big album, The Big Day, Chance the Rapper. The Big Day. 200 episodes for you though really 
Uh, yeah, yeah. I got some big stuff coming for the 200th episode that uh, I might drop at the end of this, just trying to confirm everything. So that's a little teaser right. for the listeners. But yeah, I'm quickly approaching 200, man. So it's been, uh, I think this is episode 198. Word. Had 200 in how many years? Two years? Three years? No, in, um, in, in four. Four. Okay. That's, that's consistent though. That's consistent. Yeah. yeah. Good yeah, shit. And, and really, and really, if you think about it, like it, I had like three in 2015. So it's basically like three years. Gotcha. Where? But anyways, anyways, yeah. let's jump into it. Chance the big day. This is his fifth. I mean, his debut album. Yeah, quote unquote debut album. Yeah, sure. I mean, you know, right, he, right, had, buddy. he had Surf with Donnie Trumpet. He had Acid Rap, Coloring Book, uh, the Christmas album. So Chance has had hella albums, but apparently this is his debut. I just had to get that joke out there. I know everybody's running with that joke, but it is kind of yeah. true when it comes to Chance the Rapper. Yeah. Uh, the sales on it, 108,000 first week, placing him second behind NF who got, I believe, 122 first week. Um, and Chance, Surprised the shit out of me. It did. Yeah. It, it did. I really, um, just as a quick sidebar, like, yeah. I don't know if, I don't know what you thought the, the numbers were, but I really thought Chance was going to get, because of the massive hype around him, I thought he was going to get 200 plus thousand. Like, I, I really yeah. thought he was going to shoot out of the water because... Juice World got 165, and like Chance has been. This is three years of like everybody waiting for Chance. Juice World had a big single, right? Juice World had a big single. I would say that, but I think that I I was probably expecting him to go a hundred ballpark, honestly, because I knew he didn't have a big single or right. or, or really too much any, anything too much leading up to this. But um, I definitely didn't expect that NF dude to beat a hundred. So I mean. Props to him. I listened to that album. It was it wasn't for me, but that's kind of besides the point. Um, <laughs> he's clear. He's clearly built up enough of a fan base to pass Chance the Rapper. So that's that's pretty crazy. Yeah, that's pretty I, big, man. Yeah, I didn't I didn't see that coming at all. <laughs> me, at all. me neither. But um, hundred eight thousand uh, is is pretty nice considering the early reports from the charts were that he was expected to do eighty to ninety. So one hundred eight is a is a nice uh, bump from that. Obviously, of course. But, Let's kind of talk the initial expectation. So with me, I was extremely excited for the the raw up until the album drop was fantastic. He dropped mm-hmm. singles, but you didn't know if they were going to be on the album because he didn't drop the track list. Then you had the Fallon show where he announces when he's dropping, even though I was calling all month when he said July that it was going to be the last in July because with Ed Sheeran being the second week, I didn't think Chance was going to drop the same week or the week after. So right. I think Chance wanted to space himself out as much as possible. Putting 10-Day and Acerat back on streaming, nostalgia's in, obviously, with Drake doing So Far Gone this year. And mm-hmm. I, I did a podcast about that earlier in the year, about how I, I think we're going to start seeing these classic mixtapes come to streaming services. So Chance doing that was really dope, um, obviously, because there's a huge section of, of, of Chance listeners that haven't heard 10-Day and Acid Rap. And there's also a huge section of them that, like me, downloaded that shit from Dat Piff and threw it on their phone. So right. to have it on streaming services was super dope. Um, again, not listing the features with the track list is another way to kind of keep that first listen surprising. Oh, cryptic. Yeah, yeah very cryptic. Yeah. 
Uh, the only thing that I would have changed about his raw is personally, I would have, you know, kind of made the albums called the big day. I would have made it like a big day. Like I thought he was going to do some shit, like shut down Chicago, like the whole entire city of Chicago or some shit. Mm. Like, did you, you, did you have an idea that the big day meant his wedding or were you just kind of thinking big day first album kind of theme? I thought, I thought it was kind of both like, cause I saw Uh like the, I saw the ring on the, on the cover. And, right right you know, and and i thought just from chances like chance is so good at controlling his narrative like and, for sure and his, and his public image so i so i kind of immediately jumped to okay this is going to be about his about his marriage and you know i just thought that he was going to make it like a big day thing like kanye did with the life of pablo at madison square garden you know wow. like some, something like that like i thought chance was going to do something big on that level and kind of like make right. it uh, Especially with how more. involved he is in Chicago, right? And yeah, I, I could I could and, see something like and that. And it's tied, and it's but, not too, it's not too late, you know. Yeah, you can still get something going. Yeah, but I'm just talking as far as like the actual rollout. So the rollout, yeah, yeah. But either way, you know, I was extremely excited for this because this is arguably one of the most anticipated albums of the decade. Because we all know how how anticipated debut albums are, especially when you have a run like Chance and then a three year uh, drought which I didn't even know we were ever going to get a debut album. To be honest, I thought he was starting to move away from music. So the fact that he was he was coming back with this album made it extremely, extremely hype. I thought with Chance's talent and the engine of support behind him, there was no way this album would be anything less than amazing. We'll get into how that how that take kind of goes on yeah in, in the podcast, how that <laughs> yeah. take aged exactly. But what was your initial expectations coming into it? Um, I mean, I guess just, of course, him saying, okay, this is my album. We're not calling this a mixtape. We're not calling this a playlist. We're doing, we're doing the damn thing. This is the big day. Like he wanted us to anticipate a lot. So, and just kind of in the traditional method of how, how many months in advance did he announce it? Three, four months in advance, you know, I think that that, that kind of sets a certain, um, certain expectation out of me but i don't i don't put too much stock into that my expectation came from the music that i heard mm-hmm. um and the one the takeaway record from what, what he put out like a little three piece with the um it was i don't need security 65th and ingleside uh and- wor- workout and then or I don't know what that song is. It's called Workout, right? It's the one I missed my workout, but it worked out with Act right. Twenty One. Um, yeah, 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 it was yeah, yeah. it was a four pack though. There was one more too. Right. There, so he had the little he had yeah. the little EP, but it was too far away from the album. So I knew it was just kind of a, a prepar- prep preparation pack. Yeah. But I thought Sixty Fifth and Ingleside was special. Um, I might the... need Security too, man. That's my favorite Chance song. Right. Right. What? Yeah. Yeah. So. He put out he put out a couple special joints and I'm like okay if these are good enough to not make the album then mm-hmm. then let's see then let's see what's cracking with this you know what I mean so I think that just that 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 little EP he put out definitely definitely had me hype fuck the fuck the announcements and the Fallon all that other shit doesn't get me hype but the the four pack definitely had me hype and the groceries uh, did you how did you feel about that one that was like the really only one that dropped this year um. Wasn't crazy about it. Like I said, yeah. 65th and Ingleside was definitely just that detail, that imagery, the mm-hmm. um, just the 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 storytelling, everything everything that he took us through, like the um, his relationship with his wife and all that shit, how much she did for him, yada yada. I mean, he couldn't have covered that anymore in this album, but I think he did it 
best on – I think he did it better on 65th and Ingleside than he did on, on this album, ironically mm-hmm. enough. But I'll, that's that's for later. Yeah. So either way, you were heavily was anticipating hyped. this album like I was. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was hyped. I mean, yeah, this is one of the biggest artists. This is like mm-hmm. – to me and we'll get into a chance conversation after this album and kind of where this places him and all that but he was to me he was kind of on that tier that's right below the big three of kendrick cole and drake right it was it was like kendrick cole drake that's one tier and then that next tier was like like chance travis you know like that kind of that kind of tier i thought chance was in that with probably one of if not the best shot of all of those artists of jumping into the to the big three yeah and i'm not i'm not pushing the panic button on him not doing that i think i think that this might be a bit of a setback for it but um i I don't think this is too far off from our conversation about schoolboy q where it was Mm -hmm. like uh what what this is a big album as far as like a fork road in your career and um you know you haven't dropped in a while let's let's see where you're headed with the rest of your career type of situation so i think yeah. that, i think that this is going to be a, a similar reflective combo of our schoolboy q conversation yeah so go check that out if you have not listened to that schoolboy q review with kyle and i that was fantastic but yeah let, let's jump into it let's kind of highlight a couple tracks each and then we'll get into that overall discussion of the album so give me one of the records off this project that you want to talk about okay um so well, let's get let's get into the idea. That this is a concept album, right? Mm-hmm. This is this is um, a full fledged attempt at capturing the big day of Chance's wedding, and that's an ambitious concept. You know, that's not that's not something that it's, it definitely hasn't been done before. I don't think that it's something that. I would expect someone to go. How long is this album? An hour and ten minutes. Seventeen. An hour and seventeen minutes. I don't think that that content. I don't think that you're giving yourself enough to work with as far as a concept album. So if I'm looking at a track where I'm like, how can he stretch this angle of the big day? How can he stretch this angle to the point where he can kind of reach and go outside the the relationship talk and the lovey-dovey, I'm super happy, and try to make like a party record and try to make something that kind of fits in the theme, but you could dance to it, like kind of at the, at the, um, the, the after the reception party, part of the wedding, headed towards the honeymoon type of situation. I think that Eternal uh, does a good job of capturing that where he's talking about you know side chicks can't dance like this and all, and this and this kind of silly playful riff on what really is becoming a popular thing when you look at you know hot girl summer hot boy summer all this shit like kind of kind of how we're our generation is detaching from relationships and he's trying to kind of bring it back into this traditional marriage and and you know you're your um fidelity and and he's kind of he's kind of he's kind of shitting on cheating a little bit and he's shitting on you know people being fast and all that so i think that that was a good attempt at making it as corny of a pro as of approach that is that is a pretty by the general population's consensus from what the timeline comes off saying you know all chance of rappers just singing about his wife and all this shit i think that he does a good job of making that as cool as it could possibly be 
on Eternal and as, as boppy as it could possibly be. I think that that's an important track as far as like driving home the theme. If if he were to deliver on the concept, that would be a track that I would take a look at is uh, Eternal. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I would agree of the the theme of the album. I think Eternal is one of the records that hits it the best. Um, it also has one of my favorite chance bars that I made the three more famous than Steph, no cap. That was a, yeah. that was, that was a very, very, a very hard bar. I know this album had a lot of bad bars, like it you did, yeah. with a baseball bat, but it also, <laughs> it also had, it also had some hard bars like that. So, yeah. um, I made the three more famous than Steph, no cap is really, really a, a hard right. bar, but I like that song, you know, it's. I, I like the the beat of it is mm-hmm. like it is awesome in the beginning, and while this is one of the only tolerable songs, like I said, it it starts off great. All the momentum totally gets ruined when Chance comes in and you know starts that that screaming stuff that he does and like kind of like taking it to a whole another a whole another level. And I just don't and I don't enjoy that part of Eternal. No, I, I don't. Enjoy. Yeah, I mean, I I don't think it's a great record. I just think that if I had to look at a place where where I, I saw where he was going with the concept yeah. you know yeah, i mean I will... look go ahead this is this is how i kind of look at this album when when i caught a vibe for it and i was enjoying it i'm picturing i'm actually picturing chance at his wedding dancing right with the okay. features of the people's with like i'm kind of like like almost as like like this kind of could play as a musical mm-hmm. and and he hasn't put out any visuals for it yet. So I'm, I'm interested to see, he hasn't, right? I'm no. not, I'm not tripping with that. Okay. So I'm interested to see what he does with the visuals. And that's kind of what I, why I want to talk about the rollout a little longer. I think he should have started with the visuals and I think he should have kind of eased us into where he was taking us with this, mm-hmm. you know, as far, as far as the big day and the wedding thing, like maybe he could have done for the rollout, like kind of did like a little wedding preparation, like showing himself getting nervous, like you do before the big day or something like that. And I think that he's a good enough actor. We've seen him on SNL. There could be comic relief. Like there is with the skits. I think that if he kind of took this, you put a couple songs that are the intro leading up to the wedding, a couple songs that are at the uh, actual reception at that people dancing and, uh, the actual wedding party and then uh, the honeymoon phase mm-hmm. of it. And I think that like, if you actually showed the visual aspect of the, of the wedding, I think that that could help drive this concept home because concept albums kind of need that visual element to it. And I think I there's agree. just, there, there's just something, there's just a, there's a sense to missing to this. There's a, there's a there's a dance missing to this. There's, it's just content. Yeah. I don't, th- I, I don't, I don't think that, an hour and 17 minutes of you telling us about how much you love your wife. That's not it, bro. <laughs> like, you right. know what I mean? Like, like, it's just like, there has to be something else to it. And I think that visuals is what he was missing on this, but I think that's an excellent point, man. And I think, I think that plays into eternal because I think eternal would be a good symbol of that. If you were to, right. if you were to pick something off of it, like I said, this was, this was like when this came on the first listen, this is the third track in the album. Mm-hmm. When that beat first came on, with the with those chipmunk pitch vocals, I was like, "Oh my god, I'm in on this. This is right. this is it." But you yeah. know, it just kind of it just kind of progressively tailed off for me, and that's kind of a theme I have for this. You for didn't this you, you didn't like this Mino verse on there? 
No, I did. I did. Okay. I I just didn't like. I just didn't like uh, the, the screaming. Part, really. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, at, the, at the end. Um, yeah, that this is just the record that kind of gave me that vision for how I I really I really think that this album could. I think the whole narrative and the whole consensus on this album could change with visuals, and I think that Chance could make a fucking musical out of this, and and it could change the entire thing. It does sound very Disney. Oh, it's soup, dude. It's bubblegum. It's happy, rappy. It's Disney. It's whatever you want to call it. It's not. It's not for hip hop nerds like us, dude. Right. Like, this, this isn't. This isn't for us. But I mean, right. it's still exceptional rapping. So we still need to talk about. It. He's still a great rapper, and mm-hmm. I still believe he could bounce back from it. So it's it's worth a combo. So for sure, for sure, we'll get into all that later. Yeah, uh, yeah. Let me let me highlight uh, another record that I think. Uh, actually, let me start off with the positive one because I got one positive and one negative one. Uh, the positive one I have is Five Year Plan. This is easily my favorite off the album. The mm-hmm. piano is just absolutely beautiful. This yeah. is maybe the only, if not one of the only songs I will return to off this album. It's mm-hmm. unquestionably the most compelling moment of the album where Chance gets int- a little bit introspective about his journey and his marriage. But even then, it, even with the Five Year Plan, he still... He, he does a good job setting the mood with his very... He, he's really good at having that kind of soft-spoken voice that really kind of portrays the portrays an emotion. Like, yeah, that's, why uh, coloring, that's why Coloring Book is so great, is, like, his voice just fits so perfectly. When he gets in his spoken word poetry bag, yes. that's, that's my shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cut, out, so, cut out the drums, just, just, just yeah. straight poetry shit, yeah. Exactly, I'm, I'm, exactly. I'm with you. Yeah. And but so like it sounds good, but even like when I just go back and dig through the bars of Five Year Plan, like there's still really not that much substance or detail to make it relatable enough. So even though I enjoy this song, um, even though I enjoy this song probably the most on this album, like I said, I still don't really, I still feel like I I, I I'm left kind of feeling how I feel a lot of times with Aubrey records that like I'm just standing outside, like I'm getting a glimpse in, but I'm not getting the full story or enough to or enough to pull me in and make me want to keep coming back to it um i'm with you on that and i think that that's a record where he kind of goes off of the concept of the big day and he's not he's not he's not focused on the wedding this is kind of a side thought and uh, i think that's why it's a breath of fresh air i think that's why you enjoy it i think you were kind of waiting for him to you know, just just be chance again, the chance that we're used to, because because mm-hmm. he wasn't really he wasn't giving us love music up until this point. Yeah, you know, it's not like it's not like this situation where he's documented his ups and downs with his relationship, and we and we're happy for him that he's in this relationship. Like you aren't you aren't keeping us updated on the ups and downs of your relationship this was this was this was just like one day you're married and now you're telling us how happy you are right you know i think i think that in order for it to be a compelling narrative we should have been along for the ride Uh you know or keep it to yourself like like a lot of rappers do that you probably like you know i think that as far as like for his fans sake i think that you need like we would have loved to hear this heard this album from fucking I guess like Marshall, I don't know, like Hove, I don't know, like you know what I yeah. mean, like someone that's at least kept kept us posted on the, on the situation. Like, I mean, what if we had same drugs, which was kind of like an analogy, right? like a juke jam a little bit, juke, like yeah, but 
yeah. not enough. Yeah, nothing, exactly. nothing on acid rap. I mean, not, and two, two, two records in passing on coloring book. Like this wasn't something that we were, this wasn't a narrative that we were going to chance for. And I, I, I think he did a good job easing, easing us into it with uh, 65th and Ingleside, but this was just a little too much at once, man. Yeah. So I think that that's probably why you enjoyed five year plan so much. And that's probably why I enjoyed um, sun come down a lot which was my uh second record i wanted to get into all right jump into it man perfect transition go for it um sun come down he is heavy it's like kind of you know it's it's um i think that in my personal opinion the best record he does he he doesn't Mm -hmm. over he doesn't over sing he sings well it's not it's not spastic like some of his other singing on this record, which is a big beef of mine, which I didn't I didn't expect. He's usually so on point with the melodies and so light on the ears and just easy to listen to. And there's just certain there's just certain brash points of this record where I'm just like, oh, turn it off, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, this is beautiful. Um, the con the concept of, you know, um, Please don't let my death be about my death. Please don't make no movies about my death. Please don't make my death. Please make my death about my life. Like I, I love like that's like a yes. really that's like a really good sentiment. That's like really good to hear. That's good honesty. That's the shit that I like to hear from Chance. It's introspective and it's right. um there's just a bunch of anecdotes and I mean I even I was like I I remember I was listening you could all my life I'm listening to it in the for the first time with my homie in the whip and I'm like yo the second verse is about to be about his will because <laughs> yeah. I, I could just I saw where he was going with it from like halfway halfway through the first verse and then like and then he does and then he, and then he starts talking about his will and shit I'm like, I get I completely understood where he's going with that song so I think that um song come down is honestly if I did like a huge takeaway for me like this is one of my favorite chance songs I think that it sucks that it's at the end of the track list. It's track 18, so you're fucking exhausted by him telling you about how much he loves his wife by the time you get <laughs> by the time you get to this record. But um it's a gem. It's a gem in this album, honestly. Yeah. So. I, I I would I would agree with you except except man, the the later high pitch part once again when Chance does the does the you know the I think he went to Jared like that shit like I get that it's like, oh, yeah. I I get that like I get he's making fun of and cri- of those who are criticizing him and like he's trying to do it in like a corny chance way and that's always been Chance's thing like he's always been he's always been corny but in a way that we can that we can go with him right. and this this is just one that doesn't work because it just ruins the vibe but like you said man that is a very powerful singing at the beginning then the first verse that he has about you know about just. All, all the things about his like using his likeness that's such a real thing that and i'm glad that somebody like chance who obviously has a very compelling story it, it, that's that's something that's very possibly going to be used down the line and you know like there's a real chance chance gets some type of biopic if you know if his career continues to progress and he continues to stay at the level that he's currently at right. so there's definitely something so there so so it feels like there's substance to it you know like if you know somebody like uh let's say i don't know um trying to think of just like a contemporary uh, a contemporary normal average art let's say like let's say like a uh let's say like a boss wanted said had this verse it wouldn't hold the same weight even though boss is dope that's not my point 
the yeah, point yeah. is that like Bost isn't like a guy that you could see a documentary being about. You know right. what I'm saying? Like seeing a biopic. So that's what makes it really compelling. And like I said, I enjoy his singing up until that point where he does the little, uh, the little whatever he does. The Jared line, yeah. Yeah, it totally ruins the song, even though it's four bars for me. It totally ruins it, and it, it yeah. sucks. That that really describes how I feel. You know about what a lot that is, records. Chris? Honestly, I think that that's just you. You were exhausted at that point, bro. But that, that, that's track 18 and you you had already heard enough corny bars at that point that you were but just, i mean even when i go back out. and listen to it though like w- without the con like without the context of the album you know yeah. even when i'm not listening to it i still i still kind of feel that way but you're right like definitely definitely when i was listening to it with my homie like i just stopped what i just stopped like you know we're just kind of both looking at the speaker bouncing our head you know kind of just like vibing and that because this is like finally like a good chance song on this album and we both love chance so like we're waiting for this moment right. and then when he does it we both look at each other and we're just like damn we almost had a good moment you know what's funny is i actually loved it on the first listen really i was on my way i was on my way down the shore i'm headed to the lake it's fucking sunny out mid 80s and but i kind of realized I, I noted i caught myself when i was enjoying it i was like wow this is super corny and I don't give a fuck right now. Like you can catch, <laughs> you can catch yourself in the right mood for it. You know right, what I'm saying? That true. doesn't mean it's gonna age well. Like I just happened to listen to it in a really good mood. I was super happy mm-hmm. at the time that I listened to it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I got that, you. Like windows down. Like you gotta ca- you gotta catch yourself in the in a I, very ideal mood. But I still I could still look at it with critic ears and realize oh my god some of these bars are terrible some of this shit is od corny some of these features are terribly placed but but you know put, put it aside i mean just i thought the intro off the rip slapped do, do you mm-hmm. have, did you like the intro no i didn't i did off the first lesson but not off the second when he just yeah. had corny bar after corny bar, click it or ticket, eight tours, eight legs like that. Long, like, <laughs> yeah, yo. I mean those bars were trash, but that. Uh, I, I, I didn't let, even. Chance is kind of like flow. Wayne in that way. I kind of let him get away with some of those bars. I think that we have to. It's 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 slippery, man, because they're they're even on the chance songs that we love on acid rap that are classic records there's still corny bars on there it's the oh, same thing with wayne like you know i, I don't i, I kind of expect a corny bar here and there at a chance you know uh, uh, of course and there's definitely records like that with wayne with chance with a lot of my favorite rappers there's there's records <laughs> like that where they have where they're flowing so like you you kind of give a pass to a corny bar like chance has those records for me like you said acid rap there are some records on there that like he's flowing so like there's some lines on there that like are suspect but on, I, on but paper I on go. paper it looks ridiculous but in the but pa- it just doesn't work for me with uh with the intro to this album it really it really just doesn't i, I think it's just i think it's the yeah. way he attacked attacked that beat but um one of the records that i want to mention and this is going to kind of drive home my whole theme of this album, or, well, the theme of my thoughts on this album, mm-hmm. is Found a Good One. So this is the one that sounds like it was stolen straight off of DJ Khaled's hard drive. <laughs> like, 
that shit was just, garbage. It's super poppy club instrumental oh with a very God. 90s R&B vocal. Yo, can I interrupt um, you for a second? Go for it. When you texted me and said, like, what songs you're talking about, I was like, yo, I, pl- I really hope he didn't like that song because I don't want to have to disagree with you that strongly. Like, I was out, like, because you, you said you didn't tell me if you why you wanted to talk about right. it. You know, I was yeah. like, yo, I really hope he didn't like this shit. <laughs> yo, I, the funny thing is, that is like, bad. that's a bad song, dude. Dude, I, I picture every time I hear that hook, I picture DJ Khaled that to the max dancing that he did. Like I think he even he... references DJ Khaled on it. Does he? Right. Isn't that uh, the fan love? Oh, no, that's um, the song with Gucci where he references the fan love. Um, yeah. Which I actually, think. I like that song too. The Big Fish record is pretty good. but Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I, I kind of still enjoy the hook. I kind of still enjoy this it. Is what I'll t- this is what I'll tell you about the hook, right? Yeah. In my vision of this fucking musical that is in my head when I'm listening to this album, Chance at His Wedding, that that hook, the the DJ finds his way into that hook. Maybe they don't play the whole song, but it's part of the musical, you know? I think it's all, I, I, there's, there's a part of me that does see his vision on this, but the vision is whack. <laughs> I'm you with you. I mean? like, I'm with like you. Vision, it's like it's like yo, not everyone's as happy that you're married. Like you know, <laughs> you know. I yeah. think I think he just doesn't get that people really don't give a fuck that he's married. That's right. That's the bottom line. Like because he didn't because he didn't make us give a fuck. You know, like, like, that's my whole point. That's yeah. my whole point. You but, know, we you root know, for, we root for Hove and Beyonce. We 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 know them. We're familiar. Yeah. It's not. It's not. You're not. We don't know your wife exactly exactly and you know found it like found a good one like you know like i said i kind of enjoy the the little poppy club instrumental uh on like the, the hook of it but then when chance comes in once again i'm like i'm like dude i'm off this record yeah and it's having just a little really too much up, fun <laughs> it really just sums up my theme for the album you know like overall like and we can transition to overall thoughts now and yeah with this like there's just there's just so many moments on this album where I think the I, I think that there's a, there are some like bright spots, but they're always just taken away, and that's the thing that really annoys me with this album more than any other album. I can't remember another album I listened to where I like like thirty second or twenty second or ten second parts of each song. There's mm-hmm. like there's like a little part here, like maybe a riff here that I like, or a bridge there, or. A, or even maybe even a whole verse like you know there's one or two of those on there on here that i like and you know or maybe one or two hooks on here that i like but it's just it's just time and time again something about each song makes me not want to return back to it and so i have a a huge problem getting through this the skits are probably one of the only bright spots on this album uh but chance doesn't even really capitalize on them with poor follow-up tracks and you know, like I said, he—I think he consistently gets shown up on features. Like, like the baby showed him up. I think Ari showed him up. I think Nikki showed him up. I think Meg showed him up. And I just really—I'm—I'm I'm just really like confused about this album. Like, Chance is consistently poor to me. Like, every song is like the same formula. It starts off slow. It builds up. Chance raps fast. Then he breaks into some high-pitched singing. Then it slows back down. 
it's like everything about it is just like every time it's very very formulaic like yeah a dis like a disney like a musical the, and the, the formula of it i'm sorry to interrupt you but i don't want to lose this thought you do you know the line where he says um the album sounds like every every track could be the outro or something like that I know that bar, but I'm trying to remember what song. It's pretty. I think it's on. Do you remember? I, I, I that's it's yeah, it's, it's so. early that on in the album. Right. It's early, I, right. my guess. My guess is I've I've actually been listening to this album honestly, but Me um, too. he kind of structured every song like it's an outro. Yeah, like with that like with that formulaic build up into the and and you can and those after you do it a couple times now it becomes a trick now it yeah. becomes a gimmick when you do the build up into the spontaneous flow switch and the pickup of the drum patterns and and all that shit like like we yeah. you've done this trick before we've seen it you've been doing it on other people's albums it's you know like all we 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 heard ultralight beam we heard like it's we got it bro yeah exactly exactly like to me the um and and you spoke on it so I'll, I'll touch into that like the production the beats they get repetitive but to me they're cool they could be improved by like the grand upbeat feeling he's going for i also love the concept of the album i think if it was explored at all like that's the thing you said it earlier and i'm glad you said it because if you didn't say it i was gonna say it and that and the thing is is that this album tells us nothing about his marriage or the journey yet this whole album is a is supposed to be about that or is supposed to capture the moment but we got more we got more from it on to in order to understand this album you have to listen to 65th and ingleside yeah that's real that's like, where that's where the most detail like god like god forbid i never heard that song i wouldn't be on board with even this relationship like that that song is my only reference point of understanding the details of their relationship and it's not even yeah. on this album that would be the best song on this album Easy. That should be the like the title track, or it should be like the intro. Yeah, something, bro. It should be somewhere on this album. Like, it's too important to not be on the album. Sixty fifth and Ingleside. I'm sorry. It's 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 the it's the foundation for their relationship. It's the background. It's the context. It's everything that you need to know. Exactly. Exactly. I I 100 agree with you, man. Like. That's the thing that drives me crazy about this album is, man, everything at the end of the day, everything is there for this album to be great. I just wish Chance could redo this album. Like, I really think, I, I again, I like that grand upbeat feeling he's going for. I love the concept of the album. If it was, you know, explored, like, I, I think Chance could really do this album well. It, it, it seems like it yeah. seems like this is an album that when when I knew that this was what the album was going to be about. I was like, okay, uh, okay, like Chance is really gonna knock this out of the park. Like he's gonna make everyone fall in love with ever with whoever they whoever they're crushing on at the time. Like, Damn. you know, like I I, I feel like especially coming off the sixty fifth and Ingleside. I know I keep referencing that, but yeah. I was like, if that's not even making the album, and that's how well he did that, then he's gonna body this shit. But he did, he really just didn't. I was looking for that. I was looking for that passion. Yeah. I was looking for that detail, and I just I, he fell short. And we didn't get it, and that's why to me this album's a two, a, a flat two out of ten. It's very, very poor. Um, like I said, the only thing about it is the skits are the skits are cool. Like they really kind of help emphasize the themes, but again, Chance doesn't really execute on them. 
and you know the production i like i like it um i think it could be improved but i also i also do just like a lot of these beats i feel like he just tackled them wrong and so that's really the only redeeming part about this and there's like a, a verse here or a verse here but there's really not not even one full song that i really really love the best shot of it is five year plan for me all right i'm not gonna be as harsh as you um okay. i like all day long i'm not mad at do you remember i like eternal all right see this is where we need to open up a bigger conversation about where you see chance heading after this though yeah we'll because because I'm sorry, I, I I had to get ahead, but I'm just looking through the track list, and I and I'm I'm war, hot shower, I think is actually gonna work in the world of TikTok and, yep. and the kid, like you know, like you know you you know that you know that bag with the kids making the little thriller videos and all yep. that shit, like that that's kind of how he rolled out. I think that he might get he I think he's gonna be good in that space. I think that he's good for that, but. That might be that might be a slippery slope for him. That might have to be like a like a side project. Like I think that Hot Shower is a good record for what he's trying to do with it. I think he should leave it off his serious albums. Like kind of yeah. kind of make that a side mission. Just do that like on some, like groceries. Groceries is a very TikTok song. To, yeah, and groceries was left off the album. It was just some shit yeah. just shit different fun. Yeah, I think that Hot Shower is kind of in in that same space. I think that um, Get a Bag. Yep. is another record that is kind of in that same space. Like, I don't think that you should have that on your super serious wedding album. Even though mm -hmm. it's like, you know, like your concept album. I think if it's a concept album, stick to the concept. Don't reach for the streams. Don't try and sneak the hit on there. Like, if it's a concept, commit to the concept. If it's cut to 12 tracks or something, like, this album's far better for me. Look, dude, this is what I would have done. it, And maybe this is why Chance needs a label. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? Like maybe yeah. maybe he doesn't have enough. Like, of course, he he's he's preaching licensing and publishing and revenue and and owning your masters and all this shit, which is valid when it comes to labels. There are smart and creative people at labels. Mm -hmm. Like that is a big reason why you sign there. It's not just the budget. It's not just the the push and the rate. Like no, there's people there that could look over your shoulder. And sometimes creative freedom isn't always the best idea. Like you have this skeleton idea of I want to make an album about my big day and my wedding. Let's bring this album to life. Let's get a team. And I'm not saying Chance doesn't have a team. But Chance should have his team, and then the label should have their team, and sometimes they need to be able to communicate. And if I'm on that label team, I'm saying, we are kicking this off with visuals. Yeah. We are driving home the fact we are making people fall in love with Chance's charm, I guess. You know, yeah. like, like, cause if, if you're making a love album, you're making all this, you need to come off as charming. We know you as the trippy acid kid that dropped, that got suspended from high school. Yeah. Like that's my context of you. Like you're not the charming lover boy. Like mm -hmm. that, I, I was never presented. This is this is a new narrative. So we like it, the surprise, the kind of random drop with no lead up to this. This wasn't the way to go. We needed we needed we needed more context to this. So I mean I think that he needed help. I would have I would have blew this whole thing up and turn it into a like I like you said trim it down to twelve songs turn it into a goddamn musical and make and and do the whole wedding 
and yeah. and do like a fucking twenty minute music video, and that shit, I, and that shit would have everyone would have got it, everyone would have fell in love with it, and that shit that shit would have worked. I agree, and I want to. You brought up something that uh, about the whole team and the up around him and stuff, and that is something that I want to bring up, and that is a question of just how great is he, and I do think it's a fair conversation to be had. Because to me, in my opinion, his last two bodies of work, he's been consistently showed up by features. And not to mention the fact that I feel like Ultralight Beam, which we mentioned earlier, kind of birthed Coloring Book. So I think it's fair to say, looking at Chance, that he's he's a great talent. Obviously, Acid Rap and Coloring Book are phenomenal. Um, I'm not as versed in 10 Day as, as many people, so I won't. I won't claim an opinion on it. I think it's not it's that cool. good. It's not that I, good. I think it's cool. I don't think it's great. Yeah. But but Acid Rap and Coloring Book, I objectively think are great projects. And I think they're projects that will really uh, be remembered when we're kind of looking back at this decade of music. So Chance is clearly, clearly a great talent. But I think he needs greatness around him in order for that to happen. Like I, I, I really think that that's kind of where he where he is as an artist. I think he's a great artist. I think he has the potential to deliver great bodies of work time and time again. But I think he needs the right people around him. And that's why I'm, I love that you brought up the idea of a label. Because to me, a label would really, really... It, now, assuming assuming we're living in a perfect world where good label. labels... It's a good label. Yeah, where it's a good label. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think this could have been a lot better. And I really like the idea you brought up of the visuals. I think that's an excellent, excellent point. I wasn't even thinking about that, but I totally, totally agree with that. I just think it's I just think it's interesting. Like, do you think I'm off in saying that because he's been shown up by his last two and his his two biggest bodies of work that by his features that he does that he is an artist that needs greatness around him in order to be great? Um, I would say that if I didn't consider acid rap, uh, borderline classic, you know, mm-hmm. um, I don't think he needs it. No, I think that, um, well, I mean, acid rap does have a lot of stuff on it though. Like it, you have been big maps, action Bronson shit. Now that you mention it, um, I still don't think. I still think he could have been even on this album. I think he would have been all right without features. Like I think that, yeah, did the baby show up more than him on Hot Shower? But what is Hot Shower to this album? Okay, fair. <laughs> like to me, to me, this out Hot Shower is a distraction. Hot Shower is a streaming record. Hot Shower is meant to blow up on TikTok. Same thing with Get a Bag in my like the way like the way I think this album is constructed. I don't think that Hot Shower is a priority record. If we're looking but at what about what about Rue then? Rue is the song about with his brother about like kind of like family. Like that fits the theme of the album. I think like, he wrote. I think he wrote that whole song. You think Chance wrote it? Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, I mean, I can't. I can't. You know, say I. I know the answer on it. I'm just assuming that each person wrote his verse. But I think his brother showed him up on that record. I thought his brother had the better verse. You're. I'm not. I don't want to. put them in like a sentimental. Who's the better brother battle? You know. I don't know. No, I don't I'm know not, if it's I'm that type of song. To. You know. I'm. Not, I'm not trying to. But I. Yeah. But I think you know. Again, that that's a, that's another example to me of him mm-hmm. getting shown up on a record. Yeah, I think that I think that I see I see what you mean. I see what you mean. I think that 
he's a chameleon to this new style. And I think that that's, that's going to benefit him for a long time. Like when we look at him moving forward, how he's going to adapt to the climate and things like that, the way I think that he's going to do good with that, the hot showers and the, the Rue and the, or not the Rue, the big fish type of records, ball and flossing, get a bag. I think that that's the future of chance staying relevant as far as like pop rap goes. Yeah. You know, I think that as the style is, evolve he's going to be able to find his voice and his way in it similar to the way drake does but for more but for more of like a silly kind of like fun the way chance does things you know yeah yeah which which, which is cool ultimately i have one more comparison and that's kind of the question that we talked about and what this means for chance you talked about you think he'll bounce back i think he will too i think he'll be fine Uh um when I was looking through this, I was, I was kind of looking through this, kind of figuring out, okay, what's like a similar case to this of like an album who or an artist who had a lot of anticipation kind of dropped something that wasn't received too well, and then how did they move after that? And one of the most um, striking comparisons that I found was J. Cole when he dropped the For Your Eyes Only years after uh, 2014. Even though For Your Eyes Only is far better than this album, I yeah. think that's a I think that's a solid album. I just don't think it it, it just to it's a letdown because it's not 2014 Forest Hills Drive is really what it is. But um but it it to me that made sense in that in that that when that happened in 2016, that kind of clearly put Cole as third to me because he wasn't active between Forest Hills Drive and Four Your Eyes Only, and then he drops that which is clearly not a great project so then to me that kind of set in stone okay in 2016 it's kendrick drake then then cole they're still the same tier they're still a tier of nobody else but as far as like contemporary artists like of this of this of today's sound and of today's uh of today's era i should say mm-hmm. but it, it kind of clarified the ranking and i feel like this does it with chance to me like i said i kind of had him in a group with like with with uh with with Travis Scott, Nipsey, Sean, like kind of like that kind of tier. That's that's the next tier below Cole, Kendrick, and and Drake. Yeah, he's still there, and he's still there. But to me, he kind of he he kind of moved back because you have three years where you didn't really do anything musically yeah. other than release four songs, and then when you dropped, you dropped what is perceived to be a a not that great album. Mm. So to me, it kind of it it kind of does lower him in that tier. But of course, that being said, like you said, a great project. If Chance comes back and delivers a phenomenal project on the level of Coloring Book or Acid Rap, we could once again be having that conversation of him knocking on the door of making the big three a big four. Right. Yeah, I think that he could have. I like what you did there. But um, I think you're right. This project was kind of uh, he's he came in at the top of the second tier and he could have entered that first tier and now he's probably at the bottom of the second tier you know yeah. i think that i think that uh it's it's mirrors our schoolboy q conversation i think it really that, does I, I think that schoolboy q bump uh was had a chance to do three classics in a row mm-hmm. and um and he fell short and now he's at the bottom of that second tier until he drops again and these are yeah. the, the two guys that take their time I don't see Chance coming back anytime soon. I think he's going to try and I think he's going to try and stretch a couple of these into hits, and I think that a couple of them have a chance. And I, I I can't wait to see how this podcast ages 
because I need to. Yeah. I need to see these visuals. I'm telling you, there's visuals coming. I know there's visuals coming because he said he said what songs do you want me to make a music video for? So he's fuck. So he's clearly he's clearly going to work the angle of music videos some in some way. Drop the or whole maybe, damn thing. I'm telling yeah. you. Or just do thing. like a yeah, like you said, like a short film, kind of like what twenty eighty eight Big Sean Jane Aiko did. Short film, exactly, dude. I, that am I am I bugging with that? That shit will no, work. No, I dude. I love that you mentioned that from the very top of the podcast when you mentioned that. I was like, God damn it, this is why I have you on this podcast, man. <laughs> it's fucking dope. Yeah, but I do think I do think this means though, because I I don't know about you, but I I mentioned this earlier in the podcast. I did kind of feel like Chance was almost heading that three stacks route where he was just going to kind of he's just going to kind of ghost on us and and kind of just just dip out and bow out before Try to be the mayor or something. Really, yeah, yeah, like he just he seemed to be getting really into activism and don't get me wrong, like Chance is doing some dope things uh you know in in that in that realm, so I'm all for it if that's what he wants to do, but as far as like a music fan, like I'd love Chance to continue going and this to me I think the maybe the silver lining in all this is that Chance doesn't let himself go out like this, and that he and that this does kind of motivate him because yeah. I really I really do think I, I really did feel like maybe Coloring Book was it maybe that's it maybe the debut album's never coming and then when the debut album <laughs> was coming I was like okay if this is great I could see him just bouncing yeah and being like yo I I did my thing peace out I'm going to do you know this activism stuff but through his kind of little twitter rant and all that like he seems to have a deep love for music and and making music so it seems to still be in his heart so i'm hoping that that means that he, he is not gonna let this you know be the last we hear from him he's he's definitely hurt right now i mean he's talking about how he's yeah. saying people want him to kill himself and all that shit i don't think anyone yeah. wants you to kill yourself dude we just want you yeah, that's just we just want you to make dicks. better music i don't think yeah you know i think i think that he's he's taking a lot of shit for this album dude yeah and and a part of me wants to applaud him because it was so ambitious. You know what I mean? It was like this con like most people don't want to hear this angle. Like you already lost when you decide to make an album about your wedding and how much you love your wife. I don't think you do. I don't think I don't think you did. I think you'd have to do it the absolute right way. Like like you you have yeah, you have but... no room for error. Right. I mean, I, I get what you're saying in that sense, but I do disagree because I think I think that is an album much like a much like a four 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 type where that was like really the f like it wasn't maybe it wasn't the first of its kind, but it was definitely the best of its kind. And it kind of established a whole lane of like, OK, like this adult grown up type shit. Mm -hmm. This is some this is some good shit. This is some this is some shit that people want to hear. And, like, if Chance did this well, like, with his narrative of being, like, a wholesome, you know, like, a wholesome dude, like, it fit perfectly. Like, if he killed this album, man, dude, this would have been, like, this would have been it for Chance. Like, Chance would have been a, a fucking legend if he if he nailed this album. Like, he really would have. So, I, I think it could have really, like, kind of opened up, like, like you said, nobody's really made an album totally dedicated to their marriage. So, if he did... 
like the journey like this is my baby mom's this is a, like the intro is maybe how i met her and then the 65th you know, and, then, and like, angle the side kind of, basically yeah, yeah yeah exactly like this is how this is how our relationship grew you know w- this is how i fucked up or she fucked up or whatever this is how we kind of split apart came back together blah blah and now here we are the big day i got all these emotions this is how i'm feeling you know this has changed my life i'm happy like all of that like chance could have absolutely killed this album and this would have been an album that would have been automatically classified as special because we would have said nobody has made you has made an album that made you want to marry in an in a generation like you said where people are where our generation is tending to stray away from relationships i mean dog you dropped a album about marriage featuring meg the stallion during hot girl (laughs) summer yeah that 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 is a very that that's, is a very true point that, and very out of touch that's as am it's i wouldn't say it's it's ambitious you know what i'm saying it's risky it's just like you're okay, you're going yeah, you're going you're he's it's a it's really he's in his social activism bag on like a very mm-hmm. social level not like a political level that's like a that actually is in touch because he's trying to change the generation you know right He's okay, he's yeah. he's failing because the music doesn't slap like he wants it to, you know. But mm-hmm. I think that this is his attempt at kind of changing the narrative about the way our generation works with relationships, which really is a toxic thing that should be addressed. And instead of him, kind of like that's why I, that's why I wanted to talk about Eternal, because I think he found that balance between kind of shitting on people that are side chicks and side dudes, but mm-hmm. instead of shitting on them. He's just saying they can't dance like this. We're better over here. It's it's instead of shitting on that, it's just kind of like bigging up the people that are in relationships and doing the right thing right. and staying loyal. And and for him to even make that sound semi cool when it when like when you trim it down, it's it's mm-hmm. super lame to like this generation standard. I think is a solid attempt, but over. I yeah. mean, overall, he fell just, short. Yeah. Yeah, just fell short, but. All right, man. I mean, this was a phenomenal talk about Chance. I really enjoyed this. Um, this was obviously the most anticipated album so far this year, and it it just it was it was a big it was a big moment for hip hop. So I'm glad that you were you were on this podcast with me. You delivered some excellent points, my man. As always, thank you, Kyle, for coming on the podcast, man. That is at Norse Norse how do you spell it on on Twitter N O R Z S T R A D A M U S All right there you go follow my boy Kyle for for great takes and great jokes um Kyle I did I did mention this I'll talk to you about this off air uh after the podcast but I did want to say that I saw I saw your list I peeped your I peeped your list that I, you're doing and that's a whole nother podcast That is a whole nother, that is a whole nother podcast we're going to have to talk about Ross and if Chance drops a fucking short film, we got to have a whole different combo. Yeah, we're doubling back on yeah. this, <laughs> for um, sure. But in the meantime, man, thank you for coming on the podcast. As always, I appreciate your words, and I appreciate your time, my brother. I'll talk to you soon. Yeah, I have going, bro.